Howdy, Ags. Welcome to season six of Aggie Growth Hacks. We cannot tell you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been such a labor of love, but it has been so amazing to meet you Aggie entrepreneurs, to connect you with one another, and to help you improve your business. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we've got an amazing story to kick off season six Ags. Jeff Markin and Danny Tota, Fighting Texas Ag class of 2012 and 2006, respectively, are the fastest growing Aggie entrepreneurs in 2022. Not only that, they are coming to the Aggie 100 list number one for the very first time. So how about that, Ags? How about that for motivation to be able to bust in to the Aggie 100 list and just start at the top at number one? We sat down with Jeff and Danny on the day that they received their Aggie 100 number one position trophy and we can't wait to share this interview with y'all. So pass it back and listen up to Jeff and Danny as they share some really good points. Welcome back, Ags. We have got a super special episode. Chris and I are just so excited to kick off season six of Aggie Growth Hacks with the number one fastest growing Aggie-owned company in 2022. So Least Point Funding Group, Jeff and Danny, thank you guys so much for joining us. Congratulations on not only your, your Aggie 100 win, but the number one fastest growing Aggie-owned company in 2022. We are so excited to talk with you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, us on. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. Well, you guys came down. We're actually recording this on Aggie 100 Day, November 4th, where we're going to celebrate you and celebrate your team and celebrate the other Aggie 100 winners. Y'all drove down from Austin, so you are you you are fighting the good fight up in Orange Country, but we're all close to A&M. We all love being students here. We all love being former students here, but what do you miss about no longer being a student at AM? Oh, I, I miss the people. I miss the tailgates, the football, the wreck. Loved my time here making friends and, and business ideas at uh, Mays and, and Wainer High. <laughs> so, you know, I I think I miss most uh, the time that you get as a student, just the, the free time, time with friends, time to just do nothing. And uh, mom and dad, no, no, let's study hard. Right. Study hard. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, spend seven hours in the library <laughs> working on the books. Um, no, for me, that that free time, because, you know, you become a business owner and then you become a, a father and you get busy in life and you fill that up with just a bunch of stuff that, that is all great. But college, you have that free time. And I just would urge everybody to enjoy that while you're here because it doesn't you. I feel like for me, it, you lose that more and more the busier and busier and the older I get. And I totally agree with that. I mean, time is our, our biggest you know thing. I mean, we can't get more time, right? But uh, as a student, yeah, we get lots of time given to us, whether you use that wisely or not, right? <laughs> That's right. So why don't y'all tell us a little bit about uh, Least Point Funding Group and, and how did it start? What's what's your entrepreneurial journey? Why did you start it? All that kind of stuff. Sure. So Least Point is a commercial finance brokerage and a direct lender. And really what we do is we provide access to capital for small and medium businesses, uh, many of whom are entrepreneurs like us. And so it's 
rewarding to see those businesses succeed in helping those people. But uh, really, we're trying to reimagine the lending landscape in 2022. And it's been kind of archaic uh, with a lot of big banks and a lot of slow processes. And so it's it's exciting to change that and to help people in doing so. That's right. And for Lee's point, what we really bring to the marketplace is speed, speed, speed to close, speed to intake the app and uh, get these customers uh, a solution. And a lot of times that's a yes. We work really hard to, to make it a yes, but sometimes it's a quick no. And we find that we get a lot of repeat business because we're upfront, we're honest, we we lay out exactly what can and can't happen. And we, we, we deliver consistently on what we ask and what we tell our customers. All right. I'm going to hit pause, not really pause, but not very often do you get another banker on this podcast. So, so I'm a commercial banker as well. Gotcha. <laughs> and so y'all are speaking the language that two or three years ago, I think that the future of commercial lending will be an entrepreneur sitting in their jacuzzi and saying, hey, Siri, you know that $2 million building I've been thinking about? And because Siri's connected to their iPhone, connected to their email, connected to their maps, they're going to know exactly what building they're going to talk about. It's like, I want to buy it. And then Siri will talk with the other Siri that's sitting on top of their bank and understand, okay, these are the people that owe you money. These are the people you owe money to. And that's payroll and that's rent and that's an owner's draw, that's utilities. And then at that point in time, Siri is going to be able to prove you for a $2 million loan instantaneously while you're sitting at, in your jacuzzi. Now, it may not necessarily happen quite that fast, but that is the future. And the fact that you guys are actually making that happen, it makes me really happy to be like, hey, I actually, my crystal ball was a little bit clear a couple of years ago, but to actually see that, to, and I can, I know what it's like to take a package through underwriting, to be able to, to sit there. And, and from an entrepreneur standpoint, they just think it's this big black box that, you know, the banker goes and does voodoo or whatever, and then comes back with a yes or a no, or a thousand other questions, which is more likely the case. But the fact that you guys are solving that problem, that you have identified how to help, how to be fast and how to use technology to support that, that is super, super amazing. So, okay, enough yeah. bank yeah. nerd talk. <laughs> but so tell us about, tell us about Lease Point. We, we have learned in the last five seasons of Aggie Growth Hacks, how important it is for the owners and the leaders of companies to have very clear values in order to attract the right people, to attract not only employees, but customers and to repel those that are not good employees and customers. What are y'all's values? How did you come up with them and how do you actually live that out? Sure. Uh, no, I think that's it's really important. Uh, I'm going to say integrity, which is probably what everybody else says, but honesty and transparency, which is a big thing in lending. You know, that's something that's taught by this university. It's it's taught by our faith. Danny and I are both Christians and, and by my family as well. And so that it's a big part of our company and, and kind of a reflection of that. How do we live that out is we really try to be relational and not transactional and, hey, let's get them approved, do the loan and move on. We want to be a resource. Our, our salespeople, our loan origination team wants to be a resource for other business owners. To, so it's not just one loan and move on, but hey, are, is this working for you? Are you happy with it? What else can we do for you? Right. And, and just to expound a little bit on that, it's it's building relationships, but it's building long-term relationships. And it's building that with the company, the individual that we interact with in sales, and then underlying that, you know, the the sometimes the vendor-driven sales rep, but also the underlying customer. Uh, you know, if it's a doctor, uh, making sure that not only are we taking care of them right away, but can we offer them some some advice on best practices? 
can we offer them some advice on what they should do next as far as their financing journey and what equipment they're looking at? That is what is so needed because entrepreneurs, I mean, I, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a entrepreneur. So I'm going to ask Chris at this point, you know, it, getting at getting a yes is one thing. Getting someone that comes and says, if I bring you advice on how to make your company better, how to strategically think about your banking and your balance sheet and to do it the right way is so much more important than he, I mean, yes, is important. Don't get me wrong. That is important, but that is so much more valuable. You no, know, would you, would you agree with that? No, absolutely. I think that having people in your corner that, that you need, I mean, it's, it's so very important people that, that know more than you on specific things. I mean, that's what entrepreneurs need more than anything. We, and we need our group of people that we can go to and ask, you know, how do I do this? And, and this is my long-term vision as an entrepreneur. How do I get there? Right. And if, if we have someone like you in our corner that can, that can lead us there, that's even cooler. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and often we're talking about equipment finance or an investment, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, does this make sense? Not only can we get you approved, but does buying it make sense? Should you move, even if we can do the loan and we, we get paid to do the loan, should you be doing it at all is a question we get quite often. Yeah. Love that. So I'm going to backtrack a tiny bit uh, because we kind of breezed past it. And I know that everybody's sitting there think, thinking this and wondering this, what does it take to become the number one in the Aggie 100? I, I have no idea. I did not expect <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think to, to be number one in the Aggie 100, which is such an honor, um, and we're, we're very excited about it. I think it takes the the type of hyper growth, the, the tra- trajectory uh, that as an entrepreneur, y- you get this stage where you go from a two person shop in the, you know, in, in a rented office space, one room, and you, you get to a point where you've got 20 employees and sales classes of five um, that are onboarding and it becomes this own totally different beast of ram that is is hard but but is so rewarding at the same time so how, how are you guys organized as a leadership team to be able to handle that much growth well yeah so, so i'm day-to-day ceo and uh, we've kind of divided the company into sales and operations and so i've got a coo or head of operations and then i've got a head of sales as well mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the two branches of the operations and then we have our own fund and we have a large balance sheet and Danny being a CPA is uh, kind of our effectively our CFO and high level strategist on our capital stack and our investors and and that side of the business. That's right. And in least points of uh, part of a, a larger organization, you know, related to a larger organization because we we both come out of the hedge fund world mm-hmm. and with that background we've we've been able to expand into other asset classes tax lien loans, um, debt settlement. And we're, we're really always looking to what experience do we have at least point and how can we apply it to a different industry? How can we be fast to market with our customer service and our tax lien business? And, and offering solutions that traditional financiers would shy away from and just be like, hey, we're not we're not going to touch that. It doesn't matter. But you guys are seeing that value, that, that need in the market and then providing that value. Right, right. So, I mean, we are privately funded. It's not an FDIC insured bank. Uh, So we have flexibility um, and we have speed because it's not as regulated. We do make the decisions um, and we've developed technology as well for underwriting and documentation that just it's faster and easier. And that's what people want in 2022. It's fast and easy. Yeah. And I like I like Greg's idea of of just asking Siri, hey, go find me some money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very Jarvis-y, right, uh, kind of a thing. Well, they'll probably overheard what you said. They need some money. (laughs) Yeah. 
exactly. That's right. <laughs> so let me ask what what's been the tipping point that's gotten y'all so successful that that you you've, has there been anything that that really has has made that difference? Well, I I think towards COVID a little bit. You know, we we right before March of 2020, I think it was uh, January 1st, we started our in-house fund and we started buying and holding loans, which okay. you could argue would have been the worst possible time to do so. But that really put the strategy to the test. Uh, and we had six months there that w- it was pretty tough. Um, we had a lot of loans that were modified, a lot of people who were struggling. And so we, we paused payments. But coming out of that and seeing our borrowers uh, recover and get back on track with very, very little loss, so we had no default during wow. COVID. That was really reassuring to the strategy overall and the business. And so from there, we said, hey, that this is working. If it, if it survived COVID, let's double down. Um, and that's where we increased our capital stack. We uh, went to new investors. We started to really invest in developing our technology. We hired more people. And so that was, uh, that was in my mind, kind of the tipping point that said, hey, let's, let's see what we can do. Interesting. So cool. So, so as you, as you were doing that and as you were investing in your technology, investing in your people, that gave you, uh, no pun intended, the platform to be able to have that accelerated growth based on your your previous hedge fund. I mean, fast growth from a traditional banker, fast growth to be like, oh no, that's, I mean, there, there's there's such a thing as too much growth, but you guys are not afraid of that. And so how how has that been quantifiable? I mean, would you kind of shoot, you know, brag on yourself a little bit? How how does that actually, how have you been able to help fund people? Sure, sure. So, I mean, we, to Danny's point, we started the first two or three years of this company, it was kind of a lifestyle business. It was three or four of us and a executive suite that wasn't much bigger than a walk-in closet. And right next to a fantastic looking uh, pool because it used to be the uh, the reception center for a you know apartment leasing office. You know, well, we started pretty humbly. That's right. Well, and then with a name like Lease Point at a leasing office, we were, had people knocking on our door saying, hey, can you take my application to, to get an apartment here? But uh, not what we were doing. And you know, what, what it's looked like to scale is, I mean, we, we're now at 20 full-time employees and, and we still bootstrap. I mean, we, we still run lean. We're not investing tons of speculative investment uh, and, and money into our the whole program. It's we've kind of found a recipe where it works on a small level. So let's like two steps forward, one step back, keep adding people, see what works, see what doesn't instead of just all in and fail uh, because we, we're still lenders, we're still underwriters and we still have risk aversion. But uh, it seems to be bolt on now. And, and we are in an industry where it's so big and we have such a small market share that the business is there to go and scale this. We just have to make sure we have the right people, the right procedures and the right strategy to scale it. So 2020, are, we call, are you calling your shot now? 2023, number one, Aggie 100 winner. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I so, do think we'll double next year. Well, so tell us, you were sharing with us a little bit about your success. So what did you guys fund last quarter? How, the entrepreneurs that you helped? Sure. We, we did 35 million in loan origination last quarter. In a and, quarter? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that, that was exciting. It was um, fun and not a dull moment the entire quarter because, uh, you know, we're used to funding 15 million a quarter with our team. And so, well, and to be clear, you know, these are not $5 million 
dollar deals. There's not three five million dollar deals. We do a, a lot of small ticket volume, so it's a lot of turning the crank, doing this over and over, and staying really really busy as a team. That's awesome. So you must have your sales and marketing really dialed in at this point. Then, if if that's happening, well, to an extent, um, we we do a really really good job of getting our name into the marketplace. And Jeff can elaborate a little bit, but we also do a re- a really good job, in my opinion, of finding vendor driven sales programs and partnering with companies that have large sales staff mm-hmm. and really helping them have all the tools at their disposal to get every single deal that they have done funded. Funded. Right. That's it's a good point. We are not always direct to to borrower. And so we do go partner with, you know, a, a Kubota dealership and say, hey, all of your clients who maybe don't get approved by the bank or maybe just want a faster, easier process, would you refer clients to us? And so a lot of our marketing is is to equipment and device manufacturers and distributors. And it's it's working. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. Right. So let me ask, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? I'd like to achieve 200 million a year in originations by next year. And at that scale, we have some options uh, with volume. And, and that is typically to, to feed a securitization if we start to balance sheet or to sell uh, to a bank or to a group that wants an equipment finance origination and servicing team. So that's that's kind of the goal. Totally agree. I mean, it is, it's going to be a busy, busy year continuing to prime the, prime the business, but, uh, you know, volume scale growth, it's all there for us. I think the, the, the company is really built to take on any incremental volume in any incremental industry that is related to us. And we're ready for it. That, that's awesome. Having, having the technology, having the people, having the processes, having the balance sheet, the connections, the marketing, all of that kind of, how you guys are wrangling all those cats to kind of pull them together for the success is what you do every day. But we are so excited to be able to see you and to celebrate with you. So let's pause a second right here for this uh, a message from this episode sponsor, and then we'll roll into the lightning round. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're back. All right, so lightning round is super easy. One rule, you got a minute or less on on each one of these. We'll, we'll give you each a minute since, since we've got uh, multiple guests here. But what are y'all's favorite hacks? A business hack, a personal hack. What can we learn from you? Well, I, I had to think about this one, honestly, um, because I've got lots of little tools and tricks that, you know, in every day in business. But a big picture life and business hack is own your mistakes. I feel like that has been a big part of my success in relationships and business development, even outside of business in, in relationships and friends and family. It's uh, if you own it, when you mess up, that kind of deflates the whole situation. And and it's not a big deal anymore. You, you say, hey, here's what happened. Here's how we fix it. And we we move on. But especially in a, in a leadership role, you know, where there can be ego and, and pride, uh, you, you don't don't let that uh, get into your relationships and your strategy and, and just own it um, when you mess up. And so that's been a big hack for me and both in business and, and my personal life. Danny, what about you? For me, it's approaching every situation and you're going to want to have an immediate response. You're going to want to have that immediate reply all email um, as a knee jerk reaction. And so my favorite hack is to, to force myself to take time away, to step away, take a walk around the block, think through it and either respond or don't, but take a more measured approach. And that's really saved me so much additional collateral damage and issues. It's made my response articulate. It's really been something that's ultimately improved relationships across all of my, you know, interactions. Love it. Take a time out, right? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So next question, what is the favorite advice that you've ever been given? We'll start with you. Somebody once told me there's only two ways to make money and it's either do things that people don't want to do or do things that people can't do. And my first job out of college was cleaning out foreclosed homes at 20 bucks an hour, which in 2012 was really great money, but <laughs> it was a nasty job and people didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that, but the money was good. And now what we do uh, with Lease Pointer, the, the things that people can't do or traditional lenders can't do. And that's, um, you know, I've taken that advice and, and try to apply it and, and hopefully do things that people can't do instead of the things people don't want to do. So for me, it's honestly, it's the three rules of cash. I, I, I love this. One of my bosses told me this a long time ago. So rule one is cash now is better than cash later. Uh, rule two is more cash is better than less cash. And rule number three is don't run out of cash. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and it really, I mean, it is the best, the best thing. Most companies fail. Most startups fail because they run out of money, not because they have a bad business idea. And so over raising capital, keeping capital in reserve, it really is such a great you know piece of advice. The, the amount of flexibility that you have when you have cash will allow you to endure a COVID-19 or COVID-32 or whatever is coming. Um, so th- that that's great. Great advice. What are y'all, Dan? I'm going to start with you. What's your superpower? Man, this, this is hard because it feels like you're supposed to brag on yourself and I don't like doing that. I guess if I had to say what my superpower is in business, it's sitting back and looking at the big picture and being able to see here's the roadmap that we need to be on. Here's the six big steps that it's going to take to get there. And it's going to take us three years to do that. And being able to see that and apply that on a systematic basis over multiple year period to go from two two person company to 20 person company. Jeff, what about you? I'd have to say just just getting stuff done, execution. And and it's not always pretty, uh, but but it gets done. But it, it gets done. <laughs> it gets done. And, and that happens, you know, whether it's taking the trash out at home or something at the office that, you know, it's tied up in red tape or we've, we've had four meetings on it. And I just, I'm going to get it done. And, you know, ideas are good and goals are good, forecasts and social media and hype and all that. But at the end of the day, you, you have to execute. And uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at executing and our, our football team could do that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I 100% agree on that, but I, I love it. Love it. So next question, and we're going to start with you, Jeff, on this one is what gets you out of bed and excited about Lease Point? Oh, every day is different. A different problem, a different innovation, some idea, uh, a, a different client too, a different borrower. So, it, you know, you try to make systematic approaches to underwriting and it just doesn't happen because every deal is different. And you, everybody, you know everybody's that. different. And, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That's what makes them successful. But right. being able to weave through that, that, that is exciting to do every single day. It is. Yeah. So it's not, it, you know, never a dull moment. <laughs> How about you, Dan? I mean, I think my answer is going to be similar to Jeff's in that I love being an entrepreneur and going to work at these at this business because you never know what's going to happen. You have a schedule from nine to noon, you know, that's blocked out and then something comes in and, you know, you're the business owner and this is more important. 
important. And so you've got to prioritize in your brain what is most important, what can wait and approach it as they come in. And I think that that's fun. Uh, I just, I've, I've, I've built that way. And so it's, it, it's enjoyable to have that in a day. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining us on Aggie Growth Hacks. Congratulations on your number one Aggie 100 in 2022. How can the Aggie Growth Hacks family get in touch with you? How can we support you? How can we encourage you? Well, I, I think we just stay in touch here. You know, we, we recruit heavily from Texas A&M. We have an internship program. Uh, we, we'd love to help other Aggie entrepreneurs who need capital or, or may want to do equipment finance. Um, so there's probably some synergies and opportunities to do business with other entrepreneurs and, and to the students here. We're, we'd love to continue to hire Aggies. So how can we get in touch with you? So I think the best way would be, I mean, we have a website, uh, leasepointfg.com. And then we have a, um, you know, we have a LinkedIn page that we can, um, you know, you can look us up at. And then us personally, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, Danny Tota out of Austin and uh, Jeff's on LinkedIn as well. We have an active social media presence. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, however you'd like to reach us, we'll respond. Thank you all so much for coming on IE Growth Tax and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge really and and, and helping other entrepreneurs understand uh, how to get to where you're at. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty cool or what? I mean, we got to interview not only Aggie 100 winners, but the Aggie 100, the number one Aggie 100 winners of 2022. That was pretty cool. I know that I had a ton of takeaways from that interview. What was your What was your biggest takeaway there, Greg? Well, first off, I mean, I, I can sympathize so much with what Jeff, Danny, and their team have built. I mean, they, they are they are a lender, and so that's something that's near and dear, obviously, to my heart. But really, to be able to see how they've grown and how they've grown a company in a very competitive but also regulated environment, and they they were able to do that. In in the reason that that Danny Danny and Jeff talked about was talking about technology, people, and procedures. So having not only having the right person in the right seats, but equipping them with the right tools and providing for them the right path or the right procedures to be able to do that. And I think that that more than anything else is what really I took away, especially to be able to see how they have grown so fast so far and really to be able to take a very highly regulated industry and to succeed. And yes, good good for them, good for their investors, good for all the employees that, that work for them. But really, and when you think about all that they've done to impact entrepreneurs and then that ripple effect of goodness and impact by giving a, a doctor some new equipment, by ha- allowing a farmer to have a new combine or new piece of equipment or something to be able to grow their business to help them, which helps their customers, their families, their communities. So, so, so cool. But it was done by by technology people and procedures. So what what about you, Chris? What did you take away from it? So I, while I, I totally 100% agree with, with everything that you just said, the one thing that really stuck out to me with uh, when uh, Jeff was talking was about how his hack is to own up to your mistakes, you know? Um, and that is just so important in business is that we all mess up. We're humans, you know, and, and we all make mistakes, even big ones, small ones, whatever. Right. But it's, it, it takes a lot to own up to that mistake and just own it and say, I'm so sorry, Mr. Client, I, I completely botched this up, but I'm going to make it right. You know, is it, it's so important to do in business. I mean, uh, I've been there so many times myself and it never works out when you try to, to cover things up. So, you know, and I've learned after 
for the past 22 years in business that I have, you know, just own up to your mistakes. So I love that. That's what stuck out to me the most. But that's also so hard. I mean, you've got to be mm -hmm. so vulnerable because yeah. the second and third order impacts of that, I mean, you you may get yelled at. I mean, yeah. that's probably the, the best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> you just get yelled at and that's it. But yeah. I mean, there could have some real economic impacts mm -hmm. for you and for your clients, but you're, you'd be able to come in and just be like, look, I am upfront honest. That's, yeah. that, that's a great takeaway. And, and I can hear in your voice that that's a, a lesson that was pretty hard learned, but one that oh, you yeah. learned and have implemented. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and then if you think about, you know, the relationships and business that you build, it's all about those relationships. And, and, you know, the way, the way that I run my business, the way that a lot of people run their businesses is, is coming in and more of a partnership than a vendor, you know, a vendor is probably going to bury that, that mistake, but a, a partner, a true partner is going to say, Hey, I completely messed up on this, you know, or I forgot to do this, or, you know, we, something happened along the way and, and we missed this, we're going to fix this and we're going to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. I think that's the most important thing that most business owners really want to hear, you know, as, as we are in that partnership, we're in that relationship together, just like you are with your wife, you know, you know, so I, I, anyways, I, I, I just think that it is super, super important to be able to do that and to own up to your own mistakes. That's really cool that he talked about that. Honesty is the best policy, right? Was yes, sir. The Aggie Code of Honor, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Alex, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Again, thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you for joining us for the previous five seasons. We cannot yeah. wait to share the exciting news, the exciting, exciting entrepreneurs, the exciting stories that we have for you coming up in this season. If you're not connected with Jeff or Danny, y'all reach out to them, connect with them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. These are ags that want to pour into you as entrepreneurs, both to help you with your business. But hey, if you also need to buy some equipment or something like that, check them out. When you're on the webs, check out Aggie Growth Hacks, aggiegrowthhacks.com. Connect with Chris and I and the show on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you roam the social media universe. And make sure you check out aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to this episode, the previous five seasons, and some of our other great content. So by the way, I can't believe we're at season six. This just <laughs> surreal as we look back on the past five seasons. So yeah. thank you all so much. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to their website now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop!